Hey everybody, we're a little late coming to you today. We had some technical difficulties, but welcome to another Views from the Bench. I am Ryan Blick, and I am excited today to have on Coach Doug Bossy. How are you? I'm good, Ryan. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Uh, happy to be on it. Yeah, this is going to be awesome because you know, it, and I'm, we're sorry we're late right now. As always, in this in this changing environment that we're in right now, it's things come up and and it's difficult to uh, you know sometimes get through these things when we're not tech guys. So um, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll jump right into the questions right off the bat. Um, you know, but we usually start off with a lightning round uh, so that people out there can get to know you better and and uh, before we start the some of the questions. But um, are you ready to go with the lightning round? All right, let's give it a shot. So these are going to be questions that are going to come at you really quick, hence the name Lightning. Um, we just want quick first thing that comes to your mind, no explanations, just ready to just ready to kick them out, all right? Gotcha. All right. What is the most expired item in your fridge or pantry? Uh, probably my beef jerky. <laughs> what is one NHL player you can beat one-on-one? -on -one? Uh, uh, Brian Bickle. <laughs> can you beat me one-on-one -on -one? oh now we're getting tough here <laughs> earlier or later on no way now, <laughs> right now. <laughs> no way now <laughs> uh the best youth hockey sports program in the country oh good call um youth youth hockey program yep uh the best program I, i'd say the the chicago mission are right up there Mm -hmm. um, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, I think the Minnesota, uh, Minnesota machine run a good program as well up there. What's your biggest fear? Um, these are good. Uh, biggest fear is, uh, to stop skating. Yeah. Who's the best player you've played with in the GLHL? <laughs> Oh God! You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna bring up some history here. You probably gotta go with uh, the legend Corey Buckles. <laughs> I figured you're gonna do that one. <laughs> Who's the best player you played against in the GLHL? Um, I, I'd say uh, you you put up a good fight, not just because you're on here, but uh, you'll remember this name too as well, uh, Donnie Hearn. Oh, I remember Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> what is your nickname? Uh, when I was younger, it used to be boss man. And now it's just uh, straight up boss. <laughs> uh, last question. Pick two line mates that currently play in the NHL to play with you. Uh, I'd go with Nathan McKinnon and, uh, probably have to pick, uh, uh, Patrick Kane. Someone's got to feed me the puck. I'm not gonna be able to up and down the ice. <laughs> That's funny because you know McKinnon's been a been a hot answer lately, uh, and 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 Kane's been up there. We've had Crosby, we've had McDavid, you know, and that's what I think it's interesting. It shows kind of like the respect that you know as coaches we see players and and kind of go in that route and who we'd want to play with. And I guess uh, you know it's one of the things I want to touch on with you because um, and why I'm excited to have you on today because. You're kind of like myself, uh, where we are coaching for the long term. And that's kind of going to be the theme I have today with you right now, because um, a lot of times when coaches are coaching, they're coaching for that season, right? They're coaching for that like squirt A season or that squirt triple A season. You and I have this, this distinct advantage from sitting from up high in a perch kind of 
and seeing the really big picture. And that's something I, I'm, I'm hoping we can touch on today and things like that because um, we don't look at it as far as wins or losses or things like that. We see like from the talent of starting an intro all the way through, uh, you know, high school hockey and then hopefully juniors in college. So, um, but before we get into that, just give me a little bit of a background on your coaching and what, how, what teams you're coaching now, what teams you've coached in the past and a little bit of your history. So uh, after I got done playing, I uh, moved back here to Chicago. Uh, I got started coaching a little bit of high school hockey. Um, and then, uh, as you kind of know, we'll go into a little bit later. I know, uh, work in the youth development program. So I can start, like you said, from beginners at three years old and I'm still coaching adult beginners all the way up until they're like 60 or 70 years old. Um, but I, uh, you know, right now I'm coaching and the hockey director at a high school program here in Spartans. And then, uh, I have the youth program here with the Huskies. I do my DB hockey. Um, and then I do, uh, you know, a bunch of skill skates for, uh, you know, triple A kids, junior pro college. Uh, players as well what and then what kind of got you into coaching um as far as your beginning uh you know one one of the quotes i heard uh you know from a buddy of mine he's you know, coach leans down to me because he goes god you're a god-awful hockey player you better be a good coach one day and i thought to myself i'm like yeah yeah that might be a good idea for me too so uh no i, I really enjoyed it i learned a lot from uh you know a lot of guys that i played with uh as well as some coaches growing up as well too and i really enjoyed it and you, you know, and, and we'll dive into it later, but as you know, some of the challenges out there, you, you know, you kind of watch and you kind of see, and you want to, you, you learn and you kind of see the things that are going on out there and you want to be a part of it. Right. So as, as you know, the better hockey players and the better coaches don't stop, right? Like you, you're still evolving every day. You're learning, you know, you're watching, you're talking to people like myself, me and you, we communicate, you know, probably on a, a weekly basis about how, how can we make this better? And that's what got me excited about it is, Every day we're trying to get better and helping these kids get better. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things, too, is about it evolving. And that's one of the things, too. I know you used to, you coached a lot, too, when you played. And, um, you know, like, I, it's it's one of those things where you talk about evolving and learning things. I, I know when you played, you, you coached as well. And, and can you go into how that helped you? I mean, because that's, that's one of the interesting things I find with people is that they're able to um, – you know, evolve their coaching game by their playing game when they're playing at the at the men's league level, correct? Right. Well, as you know, at the men's league level, we get a little bit smarter because we don't want to work that hard. So yeah. we want to move that puck be in the right spot, right? So kind of <laughs> when I was playing, I had, uh, you know, a player coach with me, um, uh, a guy that I, I look up to very much. He was drafted by Pittsburgh. And then, you know, kind of when he went down the ranks, became a player coach. And I kind of watched him and, and, and mm -hmm. hung around with him a little bit and learned and saw the way he communicated on the bench. And as people know, I get a little intense and fired up. Um, but, uh, you, you know, that's kind of the way that he was too. But it wasn't because he was mad or mean. It was yeah. because he, he liked to win. He, he liked to compete. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what I saw as well too. Is I, You know, I wanted everybody else to learn and get on the same page that we were. You know, like, Ryan, we played together in a couple of tournaments, right? Like we knew how to communicate with each other. Yeah, you get fiery at each other, but it's not, you're not mad. It's just, you're into the game, you're intense and, and you're into it. And, and then you're laughing about it afterwards, right? Like there's jokes that come out of it. So, I, you know, I kind of saw that out of him and that's something that I wanted to kind of take into my future. And I really look forward to it. Now I am that and I have kids that kind of look up to me in the same way. And I, I think it's great. I have a lot of kids that played for me previously that have now come back to coach with me and now have become their own coaches as well. And it's, it, it's fun to see, but it also, you know, kind of ages me. Yeah. And then uh, that's the other thing too. You bring up competition on the fiery side. Like I know as a player, I loved having other players that had that competitive, like, you know, juices. I, I, 
I love the player who like wanted to win as much as I did. Cause that's, I mean, that is one of my, I don't know if I want to call it a flaw, but it's one of those things that I have right now where I hate to lose like period. And I love, I love people who are on my team. I, I mean, and I love coaching kids who can't stand losing either. Right. And it's one of those things when you get those competitive players out there and those competitive kids, like, it's awesome to see. And I respect the kid who is, who's fired up, who wants to win. Um, and like, I brought it up in my other podcast, like you're probably the same way when you get on the ice with some of the high school kids and things like that. And they start thinking that they're, you know, the big man on the ice and they can start beating us. That's when I throw my shin pads on and say, all right, like, let's go. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is your role? Um, you work with for Canland ice race, right? Correct. What yeah. is your role there? So I'm what they call the HODE. It's a, the uh, head of athlete development, kind of like the yeah. hockey director there. So I run all the camps that are there uh, for all the youth programs, um, some of the adults as well. And then I do the learn to skate. Um, you know, I run the power skating there. And then I run the youth leagues as well too, our in-house league, which is uh, one of the largest ones in the area. Um, we do a great job, you know, trying to develop those kids and move them into the travel role. Um, and then I also run our three-on-three league. Uh, in the summertime, which has grown over the years and just gotten bigger and bigger. And, you know, we take a lot of pride in, in our leagues. You know, we have a you know big trophy that we reward at the end of the year. The kids get jacked up about that. Right. So, um, you know, we try to put on a good show and, and give them what they want, not only in our three and three, but our youth league. But so I kind of do it all there, right. From the learn to skate. And then I, I love, you know, obviously working with the adults as well, too. You get a lot of parents that are like, Hey, I'm here with my kids. I might as well get on the ice as well, too. You know, you got how many kids you're like, mom and dad, stop yelling at me. Why don't you try it? And, they get yeah. out there, they're sweating 10 minutes in and they're gassed, right? It's kind of funny to watch. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the interesting things, too, is I, it's it's like teaching people how to skate is, is one of the it's one of the things that sometimes people are the most unsure of. Like you think about all the great coaches that have been out there uh, that you've coached with. And then you tell them to, like, you know, put on this hat and go teach a kid how to like skate. Like most coaches are like extremely fearful of that. Right. Because like. It's something that a lot of people, they don't know what to do out there. And so can you give me some of the basics that you go through in trying to teach a kid how to skate? Right. So, you know, I'll kind of elaborate on that as well, too, is, you know, it's funny, you know, everybody's like, yeah, you know, we want to go to the, you know, the AAA coach and that's it. And and that's where it gets easy, right? Because us, we take care of the fundamentals at the beginning, yeah. teaching them how to cross over, how to get on their inside edges, how to get on their out. So the whole thing about, about that is making them as uncomfortable as possible so that they can feel comfortable. And when they start hitting those inside edges or outside when you're trying to do crossovers, uh, they feel more comfortable doing it, right? So if we can get them uncomfortable right away, we can show them what they're doing wrong and what they're doing right so that they can make those adjustments. And especially as little kids, you know, you're, you're making it as fun as possible with them. So sometimes little small games of tag around the net, they're not realizing they're using stops and starts. They're not realizing that they're doing mohawks. They're not realizing that they're doing crossovers on their outside edge. Then you tell them to do crossovers around the circle, and all of a sudden they forgot how to do it, right? It just went out the window. Um, but it's it's fun to watch them realize it. And, it, and sometimes, you know, as, as me and you, we videotape it, and we show the kids. They're like, oh, my God, I just did that. Like, yeah, you did it without even thinking about it, right? Stop thinking about it, and you can do it. So to get these kids to learn to skate, you want to get them, obviously, to work on their balance, right? Take away the stick. Everybody's like, wants a stick. And the kids become a tripod. They use it as a crutch. Yep. Well, that's why we want to take that away from them. And that's why some of the best learn to skate coaches are your figure skaters. And, mm -hmm. and you, you tell that to a parent and all of a sudden they're like, no, I don't want my kid on ice with a figure skate. Well, 
that's how we all learn to skate as kids, right? I mean, I don't know about you, like that's where we learned our edges and that's where we learned some of our stuff. And they do a great job of, you know, taking the stick out of their hands. And, and I watch the figure skate. So like, I believe me, I, I try it. I don't get away with it too much, but you know, you try to do it so that you can teach the kids as well too. And that's what we want to do. We want to be able to teach them how to balance and be coordinated on their skates before we can get a stick in their hands. Yeah. Because I've, I've ran um, an intro to hockey program probably since I'm going to say, I think it's like been 2008 uh, in Fond du Lac. And, and it's been one of the more rewarding, you know, coaching spots I've had along my, you know, coaching journey. But I'll tell you, it's, it's one of those things too, where, you know, coaching kids how to, from the moment they learn how to stand up on the ice to get them to, you know, the AAA team that they have their goal on or wherever it may be, there's a lot of hard work that a lot of people, uh, they don't see. And it's, you know, like kudos to a person like you, because I know what it takes to get to a kid from the moment he steps on the ice to the moment he starts, you know, excelling at the sport. And you, you, you said it right. There's a lot of good things that uh, go into teaching a kid how to skate. Like the balance is huge, you know, uh, learning how to fall down and then get back up. I mean, like how many times do you see kids trying to struggle just to stand? Like once they fall, like that's a skill we have to teach. Um, you know, I also, I also am a big believer and we don't even give sticks out to our kids. I tell kids when they start in our intro program in about September, like we don't, I won't let you on the ice with a stick until like January 1st. And even then I take, I take the sticks away from kids and give them back to their parents. Their parents said, why? And I'm like, do you see them skating? They're hunched over. It's a, it's a, it's a crutch for them. Um, and, and things like that. And I think that's one of the important things that parents take away is that, those first formula of years of, of coaching when your kids are at the intro level to, you know, moving up to the mini mites or things like that, you six levels, like the most important thing kids can learn is balance, skating, edges, and don't push your kids, right? Like if they're going to be successful AAA players or AA players when they get to Pee Wee's Bantams, they're going to need to learn everything right now. Like it's important. And I think that's something that as you and I know, coming from the positions we're in, we like that higher from a perch kind of view where we see the bigger picture that before they can, you know, you know, it sounds cliche before they can run, they have to learn how to walk. Right. And, right. And I think that's really important to a lot of things like that. And I don't know if you guys do it at all. Um, like, but you know, we do it quite a bit. I mean, like as far as kids and learning how to skate, like one of our big things is like, you know, like we want the kids like on the ice, no sticks like and then in addition to that we make them do a lot of drills without sticks and with pucks like with their feet and games and just trying to get used to that skating and um you know it's it, it works and then i know like from my own perspective my daughter learned how to skate and i kept her on a skate aid for probably like two years <laughs> she didn't need it like but it was one of those things where it helped her bend her knees more it helped her push things i put some weights on the skate aid to warm it up for her but make it heavier but um but Let's talk about long-term coaching right now and what does that mean? What are some things for you as far as, you know, coaching long-term? What are some things that you that you parents also look for? Uh, you know, for example, I was going to bring up to you with the learn escape, but I'll, I'll give you a long-term goal. Is, I mean, you, you had a firsthand experience with one of my players that came directly out of my developmental program from my house league, competed in one of your tournaments, and you mm -hmm. can see it. And, and now that kid left my house program, had an opportunity with you, and he's now playing AAA in, in, in winning a state championship at the AAA level here in Chicago. I mean, those, you know, those are some small goals. Um, mm -hmm. As you know, uh, making it's one thing. It's staying there is the next thing, right? Like we have a lot of kids that will be there at Squirt and Pee Wee, but it's your development over the time. 
Um, a lot of these kids don't understand once you get to that higher level, some AAA, but even the junior level is just because you made it doesn't mean you're there. Like, I mean, how many kids have we seen that are in training camp the next day you walk in their locker is empty. Right. And a lot of these kids don't get that nowadays. Right. It's a, it's a different, it's a different time and era. And, and these kids think that everything is just given to them and they don't understand. And so the long-term goal over this is to make these kids compete at the high level, but continue to compete, continue to get better, continue to strive to, to, to be the best that they can be and not just be mediocre, right? Like accept what you have, but always want to be better. Um, you know, you, you see some of these kids, they come back at rad hockey and you look over and some of them will put the jersey on of the better kids and they all want to be on the best team. Well, that wasn't us, right? That wasn't me or you. Like you just said, like, I want to play against you. If you're all in white, I'm putting a black on, right? Like, I don't want to go against the goalie that I'm scrying all the time. Like, I want to find the best goalie and go against him, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's going to make me better. And it's what's going to make them better. And and kids today, right, like, it, it's hard. Like, they're like, oh, can I be on Johnny's team? I'm like, you know, when you play one-on-one basketball in the driveway, are you guys on the same team? Well, no. Then why do you need to be on the same team now? Why don't you go against them and challenge them? Oh, yeah, yeah I guess I can do that, right? So the long-term goal is to can to continue to make sure that they're striving to be the best that they can, but also continue the route of hockey, loving it, whether it's high school hockey, whether it's it's club, you know, college hockey, whether it's division one, uh, minor pro, wherever it's at, continue to do that. And it's great. Like I said, you, I mean, for the most part, we're drafting these kids for our men's league team in the future. That's where we all end up. Right. So yeah. got to make sure they stay on their toes for ready for us. We all put on the same Jersey at the end of our career, man. Right, right. <laughs> Usually named after some restaurant or a hardware store or something like that. So yeah, uh, you bring up a good point. And that's something that I don't think a lot of, uh, of people put a lot of stock into when you talk about long-term development is letting your kids fail. Right. And, and, and it's, you bring up kids that say like, you know, they want to play on the team that's going to win, you know, like things like that. And one of the things I'd love to see with kids in their compete level is I like seeing the kid who wants to like, if you're on that team, I'm going to be on the other team. He's like, it's going to be harder to beat you. Like, I want to, I want to play you one-on-one and I want to fail. Like, and they, I don't think, um, you know, kids don't all of a sudden, they don't, they don't always want to fail. They, 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 you know, it, it is fun scoring 10 goals game, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah, sure. yeah. It's, it's it's great going against a team that's got a it's got a you know a mediocre goal. I, I get it, but in the end, it's not going to make you better, right? If you're going against a team who's got the elite goal and you're playing against the kids who are better than you, it's going to continue to make you learn how to fail. And that's what I always tell kids: like, learn how to fail and learn how to fail often when you're young. Like, you have to do it. If you start learning how to fail when you're younger, you start finding and you get creative in how to like how to start succeeding. Like. You start thinking about it. If you're always winning all the time, then what motivation do you have to think outside the box to compete to try to be better, right? So, so yeah. So, so saying on what you just said is a perfect example. I, I have uh, some kids that I work with, and I love them because the reason I love them is they want to fail. Like they want me to continue to give them harder and harder drills so that they can't do them, right? So if I, I give them a few drills here or there, and they're doing it and they're getting it, right? Like that's fun. But then all of a sudden, I give them something that they can't do. They struggle. It's funny. You, you blow the group dead, but they're continuing to work on it, right? Like you're picking up pucks at the end and they're down there. You, it's funny watching them look because you're still trying to figure it out. They're still trying to get better and, and they want that. That's Those are the kids that want to get better. They want to be successful. Like, give me something that that is, that is going to challenge me and make me fall down, make me miss, make me shoot a bad shot. Why? Because I'm going to work hard on it every single day to get better and I'm going to show you that I can do this. And that's And that's what's fun. Yes. I, you know, I actually, I, I, in addition to that, I love the kids who 
push me as a coach to make them fail. Um, you know, it's like some, you know, like some coaches I know they get, they get a little bit, uh, their ego will take a hit sometimes when I know kids are coming to me like, oh, that, you know, they asked how the practice was and the kids are like, that was all right. Then they're like, what? And it's like, no, like that, the kid's giving you an honest answer. It's like, that means like you need to put, you need to up your game and you need to push them. Like, what do you want him, What do you want the kid to tell you? That it was great practice and, and when it wasn't and then he's not getting pushed. I'm like, right. you know, the kid, like sometimes it's good to listen to your players no matter how old they are, you know, and, and if, if the kid tells you he wants to be pushed, like it's your job as a coach, go push him. Like make it make it tougher and harder on them. And and that's the other thing too I, I, I stress to a lot of people and you can probably touch on it too is um, parents need to allow their kids to struggle. <laughs> like, like. That's one thing I've seen where parents are always trying to come in and guide their parents and, and kind of walk them through difficult situations where what's your thoughts on that? Just so you know, like parents guiding their kids through hell, you know, like kind of the helicopter parent. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, we said it earlier, right? You, you got to let them fail, right? You got to yeah. let them, you know, adversity, right? That's where your true character comes out, right? Like how hard do you work? I mean, how many guys do we see? I mean, you know, I go in and, and uh, you know, kind of give you an example. Uh, as a junior in high school, right, is when I first got an opportunity. I had a coach that they got me into a couple of USHL camps, and right, and that was an eye opener. And 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 you're starting to see what big boy hockey is about, right? And you know, I, I kind of come out and, and not only getting cut from it, but it, you kind of see where you need to be and, and, and where the bar is at, right? And and that made me work harder that summer, like every day. You know, I got parents right now, and I don't know about you, but. I'm like, hey, look, I got 6 a.m. ice. Oh, I don't know. That's kind of early. I'm like, I I at five o'clock in the morning driving an hour from my house just to get on the ice at 6 a.m. because that was the time because there weren't as many rinks back then. Yeah. That was when my coach was available. But I had to go up there and, you know, not only would he gas me, I'd, I'd come home, I'd have a black guy and my mom would be like, oh, you got into it with coach again. I'm like, yeah, I think go too well. Right. So, but, but that was what it kind of took, right? Like yeah, you, you had to learn to fight for your spot and you had to get up early. You had to put in the work and the time. Um, and that's kind of where you saw the bar, right? And that's what you have to realize. You have to realize that they're going to fail. They're going to get knocked down and it's how they get back up, um, you know, and, and how they become successful. They recognize it and they see it and they're like, okay, this is what it takes. This is how I got to keep up. This is how much stronger I need to be on my legs. Right. Like this is, you know, what it is. And that's where one of the things, too, I always talk to parents about is it's just not the, um, you know, it's it's the ability for people to understand that there's hard decisions out there. And, um, you know, like that hard decision to wake up in the morning at 6 a.m. and get to the rink. And and that's what it, it's one of the things, though, is as a coach, you you run tryouts, you, you do evaluations and things like that. Like and I will I will tell you that stuff like as an evaluator and, and running teams and tryouts like. If I know the kid is willing to get up at 6 a.m. come to a practice, like that goes somewhere for me. Like that that makes me believe in the player. Like, and that's where, you know, like if if there is a kid and everything is even with the two players, I'll give that benefit of the doubt to the kid I know showing up at 6 a.m. Right. Because we're talking, and one of the things I'm like I talked about in the beginning, one of the reasons I, I wanted to have you on here is because we talk about long-term development of skaters. Like that's that's one of our main focuses as as directors, as as people who kind of run programs. Is we don't just want you to be good for you know like for me winning winning a score championship is, is cool like right, but it's not my goal for these kids. My goal is for them to get to a juniors of college, and I would love to see that or or be great high school hockey players. Like, and you know we're trying to build them up to that point. So and that's what I tell it's. <clears throat> 
it's something for a long term. What we need to do as coaches is, is, is set them up for these failures, for them to make the hard decisions. And, and then lastly, like when we're looking at players that we like, you've seen it, like, and you can elaborate on it too. The players that succeed are the ones that put in the work, right? Yeah. Like they're the ones that are going to get up at 6 a.m. and skate. And how many players have you seen that are motivated and caught kids because, you know, they didn't make that team. Now I'm willing to work every morning at 6 a.m., right? Yeah, I got, you know, like a, a, you kind of come back to it. You're right. I mean, some people, like I run some lessons at, you know, sometimes 6.15, but 6.30 a.m. And, uh, and I get a bunch that'll fill that spot up, right? But I got a couple of parents, you know, that are all in. I'm like, hey, look, I go, you know, we got some stuff going on at the rink. I go, I can't get anything until 6 a.m. I go, you know, what do you think? And they're like, we'll take anything. You know, 6 a.m., yeah, we'll be there. And that motivates me, like you said, right? Like it, that night before, I'm kind of like, oh, man, I'm going to get up. But once I get up, and once I get to the rink and I see the kids out there and they're ready to go, it's amazing to see, you know, sometimes their eyes of being excited to be on the ice and want to learn. Right. And that makes me, you know, push them even harder. And again, they're there at 6am. They want to be there and, uh, and they're willing to put the work in and people are excited about doing that. And I'll be there. You, you want to be there at 6am, 5am. I'm be there. I'm going to, I'm going to be there to coach you. And it's up to you, you know, what you're, we're going to learn here. Yeah. That's uh and I, I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but I know you're in Illinois in a little bit different situation currently than I'm at right now. Um, and that is one of the things that I cannot tell you how excited I am to get back on the ice next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, it is like, it's, it's been the, um, you know, we're, we're, we have all our precautions in place. We have a set of guidelines and, you know, we're, we're still playing things by ear because if something changes, we'll shut it down immediately. But, one of the things that is, is we had our registration start and um, it wasn't just the fact of how many kids signed up that really made me excited, but it was the, it was the outpouring of excitement that I, in the emails that I got from parents, from the text messages, the phone calls, and, and it was just, the kids are happy to play the game, right? And the best part was that the times were, that I have, they're not like, you know, they're not prime time six to seven on Tuesday night. You know, they're odd times. It's, you know, 6 a.m. on a, or it's 10 p.m. at night, where normally in my past hockey experiences, those times are kind of tough to get kids to sign up to. Right now, they signed up immediately. And and that, for me as a coach, I was like, man, these kids are motivated. Like, this is, that's the excitement that I'm excited to see next week. I'm like, I'm pumped, right? I'm, I'm just hoping it continues, yeah. you know, like. No, it's, it's, it's good. And and one thing, like you, you said there, which we don't really kind of go back on is yeah. It, what, what's going on right now is, is, is a bad situation or what's going on, but what's, what you're saying about being motivated about them going on there isn't like when we were kids, cause these kids are 300, you know, 365 days a year playing yeah. hockey. Right. So now you've given some time off and time away. Like we used to do, right? Like you go play baseball, yeah. play football, play lacrosse, soccer with your buddies. Right. And you hit the ice maybe once or twice a week. And that was great. And then by July and August is when you're hitting it hard. Well, these kids have finally gotten kind of a little bit of dose of, of no hockey, right? So now they're itching for it, which is a great thing, right? Because they finally see that where it's not like every day I'm at the rink, every day I'm at the rink. It's now. Oh, Doug just disappeared for a second. We will wait for him to come back on, which I'm sure is going to be real quick here. Um, yeah, it should be real quick here. Um, yeah. Wow. Hopefully Doug gets back on. No, but Doug brings up a good point when he was talking in regards to 
wanting to be at the rink and and being here for you know and giving kids time off it's something that i've been really preaching to people um you there yeah give me one second you're back now so right. i was just talking as you kind of got logged out there real quick that it's a it's an interesting time because this time off right now i can't tell you how much i how much good um how much good i think it did for kids like yes. I mean, some people are looking at it because, you know, they miss tryouts or they have tier one tryouts coming up or the uncertainty of not knowing when they're going to be back on the ice. or And then you have the also the uncertainty of what's Johnny doing in the state over? Is he getting better and my kids being stagnant or things like that where – but people, some parents aren't seeing the benefit of that, of just now your kid is able just to go be a kid. Like how many more – I mean, for your two boys, how many more times have they gone rollerblading, you know, like – how many more times have they rid their bike than they normally would have, you know? And then as a dad, how many more times have you been in the garage playing hockey with your kids? Right. Right. I mean, it's, I, it, it's been a great experience, right? Like finally got to sit down and play some football with the kids. I, I taught them how to play, you know, the box baseball where you, you put a box up on the wall and you, you throw yeah. the tennis ball, right? Like my kids thought this, this thing was amazing. And I'm like, this is just what we did when we were kids and they thought it was great. But yeah, I mean, we went out there, got the lacrosse sticks out there, played a little bit of catch with the baseball, the lacrosse yeah. sticks, football and it, it's it's been a great opportunity and like you said now they're dying so it, it's going to be fun to watch these kids and, and how hard they're going to work and you know it, it's going to be funny how the first 10 minutes you're going to see these kids right just go 100 miles an hour and and 10 15 minutes in they're going to be gas right like yeah. you know bring the garbage can out the center ice again right here we go right it's like yeah. all over like no you gotta you gotta pace yourself when you get back right take it easy get things going get the legs moving get the hands moving and you know after a week or two that's when you're going to start seeing a little bit of the difference and everything coming back. But you're going to see a lot of frustration on some of these really good kids and it's going to be fun to watch. So, Yeah. It's awesome. We talk about, you know, like you said, you got to you know play some football. I taught my daughters how to play Monopoly. aggressive. Yeah. I was like, you know, what? we're going to play Monopoly. And what I found was my oldest daughter is uber competitive. And I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. And I'm like, you know, her younger sister was short on rent one for, rent for one of them. She's like, pay up. And I, and Dad, I'll own you. Yes. And I'm like, what? I'm like, ease up. She, you know, like, ease up. Like, you know, knock it off. Like, yeah, let the younger daughter off. And she's my other daughter. Like, no, she owes me money. And I'm like, why? Wow, I didn't know you had this competitive side to you, honey. Like, it's awesome. But then, yeah, like you say, like, one of the things I'm hoping, too, is that kids get out on the ice. They're excited about being on the ice. But we also know that there's going to be a limited supply of ice. Right. Um, some rinks aren't putting all their sheets in right away. Some rinks aren't opening at all till you know they're assured that they can hit a certain financial feasibility part. And, and so I'm kind of in, internally, I'm also hoping this limited supply of ice keeps kids and parents honest, right? That they're not going to be going out there and skating six days a week or seven days a week, that they're going to once, twice, but then – you know what? Go join a baseball league. Go join a soccer league. Join a lacrosse league. Do something, or just go outside and play with your your, your siblings. Like that that that's awesome. And we've been telling yeah. kids from the beginning, like if you want long term development, which is which is what we're talking about right now. Long term development starts with giving kids a break, a rest, and also like going and playing and mastering other sports, right? Yeah, so. I mean. Uh... You, you know, right now we spend a lot of time and we do do a lot of off-ice stuff and agility stuff, yep. but a lot of that stuff we were taught by my soccer coach, by my mm -hmm. lacrosse coach, by my football coach, all that agility stuff. So we didn't really have to do it. And, and we're going out against specialized coaches, which is great. 
you know, and I do some of that stuff with my kids as well too. But if, if you can learn, you know, you can learn to dodge a wrench, you can learn to dodge. A, you know, but anyways, I mean, you, you can learn to dodge a defender in football. You're able to move and shift your body weight in hockey. And that's kind of the, some of the things that we go over with, right? Like these are just athletic ability moves that these kids don't use a lot of. So, you know, going down to the park, like, I mean, it's 80 degrees out. You go down by the park and it's empty. Kids, kids are playing video games, right? Like yeah. call up 10 of your buddies, go down there, play soccer, play, play street hockey, whatever it is. But, but getting out, you know, as well too, off the ring sometimes makes you want it more. And that's what's good, right? Like get on the ice in the summertime, do two, you know, get out there two, maybe even three times a week, hit a camp up once a month, um, but, but go out there and enjoy it, right? Like go out there, be a kid, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the other thing too, is that like, I, and I've talked about it too, is like, you know, it's good. It is good. Like, it, I mean, it's our jobs to get kids to come to camps, right? Yep. And then that's one of the things I always find funny is people are like, well, you know, like, you run camps all the time. This is your, you know, like this, this is what you do. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't mean that, like I'm telling kids to come to every single one of my camps. It doesn't mean I'm telling them to, you know, do hockey all the time. I'm like, you learn so many other skills that I can't teach you. Uh, like, you know, by playing other sports, by doing other things, you know, like um, we have the, one of the, in final, like we have, we have our studio rink C, which is a, you know, our small studio yeah. rink. And, um, you know, and one of the big things that I love about, our small studio rink is that we try to not schedule anything on it as much as possible. Now, due to, you know, you know, you know, growing numbers and things like that, we find ourselves scheduling it more and more, but, and then we kind of sometimes hit the pause button and be like, you know, that's not what we want. So then we go back to uh, unorganized, unscheduled hockey on our rink seat and our kids get so much more out of that, you know, uh, trying a cool move they saw somebody do when they are on ring C or, you know, the, the competition part of it, playing with their buddies, you know, and, you know, that's one of the things I think sometimes gets lost with with kids nowadays is going to a – putting together like a pickup game, right? Yeah. Um, the ability to call 10 people up and, and divide up teams evenly or whatever it is and, and play that game, um, you know, and right now it might, it might be tough for some kids to do with social distancing and things like that, but – um, you know, like when we have our small studio rink, we see the most long-term development with the kids who are on rink see the most, like, and they're utilizing that unscheduled, uncoached ice time, right? right? And that's one of my big pet peeves too. Sometimes I don't mind a coach out there that monitors it because like sometimes kids get a little crazy, but, uh, uh, I, I really don't like when parents are out there trying to coach their kid. It's like, you know, like, you know, one time I had a conversation with the coach, I was like, well, you know, what are you doing out there? And he's like, oh, I'm just teaching him how to shoot. I'm like, well. A, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, B, yes. yeah, like B, uh, it, it it's gonna have like he's gonna learn the mechanics of things. He'll have a he'll have a coach who actually knows hockey will coach him. But most importantly, like right now, this is not fun for him. Like you know, like you can go learn how to shoot a puck in your garage. Like he's on the ice on ring ski on, on an unscheduled time. Let him go tangle. Like let him have 45 minutes where you're not hounding him to do what you think he needs. Let him just figure it out himself. Let let him yeah. do what he wants to do. Let him try some cool moves. Like, you know, as long as he's not, you know, doing anything crazy, but let him have some fun. And I think that's what's important. That's what kids need. Yeah. I mean, and you could see some kids, uh, you know, like kind of contradict ourselves when we say this, but you see kids there all day and, yeah. and it's because they're having fun and they want to yeah. be there and nobody's telling them what to do and they can go out there and just play. And then the next thing you know, another buddy's showing up and they're putting their teams together and they're having fun. And I, I, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy you know, watching the kids kind of do that once in a while. And I like stepping back and, you know, once in a while I'll get a couple of parents like, Hey, you're going to go out there and, you know, help them out. I'm like, no, nope, yeah. not at all. 
they're doing fine on their own coaching themselves. You know, like when, when they're ready, I'll get them out there. I'll get them out to my power skates. I'll get them out to my skill skates. And that's what that's for. Uh, when you're going to yeah. give them their coaching, but for this, this is them coaching themselves, right? This is them learning to play the game and, and learning different things from other players as well. Yeah. And I've, I've said this too before is that you don't have to take, you don't have to completely shut hockey off. And I think that sometimes, you know, we say like, take a break. Like sometimes you need to take a break from organized hockey. Like, you know, like you can play hockey all day as long as you're enjoying it and like down in your basement, just doing things that you want to do that you don't have a set of guidelines. Someone says that you have to do because we also know when we're talking kind of longer term development, that at certain age, the pedal needs to be put down. Right. And the kids who are successful, those are the kids who are able to put the pedal down by themselves without mom or dad telling them, right. That, Hey, I need to start working out on my own. I need to start putting in the work by myself. I need to start really putting in the effort to succeed. And if you don't have that and you just have mom or dad constantly telling you that you have to do things like that kid's chances, in my opinion, succeeding are, aren't as high as the kid who wants to do it. Right. Yep. Wants to be there. Yeah. So that's a big thing too, is we see it all the time. Like we want the kids that at their hungriest at like, 13, 14, 15, 16. Like that's that's when I want to see that fire just like burning. Like it's great to see it at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, but a lot of kids have that. Right. Yeah. Like, you like, know, you, you kind of bring that up and it, it it's a little joke, but I, I, I learned this a while ago. So I'm, I'm at that um what used to be the Bauer invite back in the day when it was just the, the limited top triple A teams, and I'm looking at one of my buddies who's who's scouting at U fifteen and you know, the U4, we're watching the U14 game beforehand. And I said to him, I go, hey, you looking kids here at, the, you know, the band of minor? He goes, no, 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 no. And I go, why not? He goes, well, I, I went through the, uh, get through the two fumes in life. I go, the two fumes in life? What are you talking about? He goes, perfumes and car fumes. Once they figure that out, they'll figure out if they want to be hockey players. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I mean, I mean, you know, Ryan, I mean, it, it sounds funny. I mean, how many guys did we see drop out, you know, whether, you know, be a girl, um, you know, and, or, you know, you get a car and, and those kids have options in life. And I've seen it firsthand of it's Friday night, it's 80 degrees outside. It's the summertime. I have a car. Do I go to the rink or am I going to Johnny's party? Right. And I mean, some kids made those choices and, and I don't know about you. It was a tough choice and I would go to hockey. That, that was my thing. Like that was my life and staying away. And, and I focused on that. And I've seen kids like, yeah, I got parents who are like, hey, look, you know, uh, he's grounded while he went to a party on Friday night. I'm like, yeah, it's it's 80 degrees in the summertime. What do you expect him to do, right? Like that's what kids make and that's the choices that some of these kids make. But like you said, like you want to see that fire and you'll see it, right? Like we're digging hard on these kids, you know, at a, at a young age level. And I, I agree. I'm, I'm one of those guys as well, too. But like you said, once they hit 15 and 16 and, and, and they're in high school, and they see the girls and they get the cars. That's when they got to start making choices in life, right? And that's where you're going to see those kids that are showing up again with their car at 6 a.m. or 10 o'clock at night to work with you because that's their goal. That's where they want to go. And that's what we love coaching. Yeah. And that's when I say it's, a, it's one of the really benefits of a good coach um, at whatever level it is, is that they're able to guide kids and inform kids of these hard and tough decisions and choices they're going to have to make. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things I always, I, I, and I think it's pretty prevalent now where no one really not, I think kids pretty much know this now. I mean, like uh, enough people have told them over time, Hey, a bad decision here, a bad tweet here, a bad decision on a Friday night or a Saturday night can, can impact you negatively forever. Like it can, 
they can come back and get you. And that's where, um, you know, as coaches, we sit there and for looking at, you know, longer term development, like it's our job to not make the decisions for the kids, but to guide them to make those decisions right. that when, when we're telling them at eight, nine and 10, like, you know, it's either go over to Johnny's house and ride bikes or, you know, in, you know, like, or like actually an easier, a better analogy is probably, you know, a 10 year old knows that he shouldn't go swimming for two hours before a, a tournament game. Right. For the like, most part, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you hope. And if you can guide your decision to kid or the decision for the kid to forego that two hour, you know, awesome time in the pool before they have two games in the afternoon and evening, then hopefully that same kid will know the consequences of the, or the right decision when he's older and he has he's faced at that 16, 17, 18 year old where the, where the consequences are way more. Right. And, and I think that's one of the ways we as coaches help make those decisions or help kids guide those decisions, which, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it's funny. Cause like, like you said, uh, especially with high school hockey being so big up in Wisconsin, Minnesota area, and as much here, but coach at the high school level, the first thing I ask a lot of the kids when I get on the ice is how are your grades? And they look at me like, like well, my grades are good. And I try to explain to kids and they don't understand that it was a little bit different for me as well, too, is that, like you said, if you have, you know, two kids that are here, but you have one kid that's getting that 2.5, you have another kid's getting a 4.0 or 3.5, you know, that not only is that kid working hard in school, but he's going to work hard for you. And every day of his college eligibility and or junior, he's going to be eligible. When this kid, you're not sure, is he going to be bored? I mean, well, you've played with those guys. Right. I mean, those guys like, man, he's really good. He's our best player. But is he going to be in the lineup this week or is he not? Well, that's that's where, again, you made those choices. And if you can teach that at a younger age level to be disciplined with their schoolwork, it's going to lead into, you know, further life lessons with not only their job or whatever they do, but, you know, their, their hockey, you know, like of, of how to put things first. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's all about perspective and it's about understanding the bigger picture and things like that. But um, one of the other things that questions I want to ask you is you, you do a lot of coaching and stuff like that for you. What is the rewarding part of coaching? Um, seeing when the kids can see what we've been teaching them, right? Yeah. Like when you can, like uh, how many times we can go over teaching a kid how to do a, you know, a tight turn of the boards in a game to figure out how to protect the puck with their body. And, mm -hmm. and, and I go over it and some of the kids that are going to listen to this are going to start laughing, but when they see it and, and they pull the move, that they've done in a game and they realize that the ice is open and their eyes are open. So sometimes they stop because they're like, Oh my God, you're right. They want to turn around and look at coach and be like, Hey, look, I did it. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. No! Um, right. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Right. I know it worked. That's why we taught you. Um, yeah. Those are kind of rewarding things when, when they, when the kids, when it clicks inside and they finally see it and they get it and they're like, Oh my God, I, I can do this. I'm like, yeah, we know that we believe in you. It's up to you to believe in yourself that you can do this and trust the coaches and trust your teammates that are going to be there. But it, it's fun to watch them and, and the smile they get on their face when they come back to the bench, realizing that they did it and like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's keep doing it more, man. High fives for everybody. Right. Here we go. Yeah. That aha moment is right. it's, it's, it's awesome. And like, and that's something that like, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, you have it with your kids, right. When the kid, you know, your kid first learns how to walk, they kind of like, at that young, I mean, I have a daughter who's one right now and, you know, she learned how to walk over a year ago, but I still remember that, like, look, she, she you know, she stood up and she gave you that look, like, are you going to grab me or not? You know, like, and you're like, it's the same thing with kids. Like they do something and they're like, whoa. And they're like, and they look at you and you're like, a boy. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, 
Yeah, that is it's, awesome. It's, it's, it's a it's a great feeling. Like you said, I mean, it's just you, you do it and, and the more repetitions and that's what we tell kids is they're like, oh, why do we have to keep practicing passing and keep doing this? Because it becomes muscle memory. It's, it's repetition after repetition to do the same thing. And then you do it in a game and you don't even realize you did it because of your muscle memory, because of your repetitions that we've done that drill over and over. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is I was just reading an, uh, an article about hockey IQ and things like that. And they were telling about um, you know, how to create hockey IQ in kids. And it's one of the things I do is I, I mean, I, I overemphasize small area games and I, I constantly am trying to find ways to get things to do it. But I love that aha moment too. when a kid realizes that the small area game that he really didn't think was anything was actually us working on breakouts for 20 minutes. <laughs> He's like, I get it now. I'm like, so you picked up on that. Like, Oh, like good job. Like, you know, like, those are the other things too that I love about coaching is when a kid has been doing a drill for so long and then all of a sudden it clicks that that's why I've been doing that. Now it makes sense. Like, yeah, it's all there. It's like, yeah, like, well, what did you think we were doing? He's like, well, I just, you know, thought we were doing some fun games. I'm like, no, we were working on you escaping out of the corner, doing some shoulder checks. And then I, I was like, so then when it happens to you in the game, you know what you're doing. You know how to check for ice over your shoulders. You know how to have your elusive feet. And then you can peel out of it with an escape and get the puck up ice. I'm like, that's what we were doing. Like, yeah. and he's, and then he's like, no, I, I get it now. I'm like, all right, great. Like now guess what? We're never doing the drill again. Cause we're going to go, we're, we're moving on. We got, we got a new one now. <laughs> yep. I got a new one. It's, it's going to throw your mind out there too. So, um, but lastly, or one of the other questions I have for you is uh, what advice do you have for some parents about long-term development of their skaters? Like in this, and what I mean by, Parents, I'm looking for a parent who's maybe a U6 or a U8 that says, I want to get my kid to college. What advice do you have for them for the long term? Uh, you know, trust the process, right? Yep. Is, is, you got to find those coaches that are right. They're going to help guide you in the right direction, right? We're, we got a lot of kids, especially like you say, let's start at the U6 and U7. Like, hey, look, I want to play up. Well, well, that's great that your kid's going to skate up and down the ice, and that's what public skate is for. But if yeah. he's not going to touch the puck, he's not going to get any better, right? My job is to make sure that he's confident with the puck that he could stick handle, he could make those passes, right? So let's put him in a, in a situation where he's going to be successful and he's able to do that, right? And continue to do that. Now, when your kid is ready to move up, um, you know, I have a friend of mine that coaches as well too, is what he said to me as well too, is if a kid is at a younger age level, the only way that I'm bringing him up is if he's going to be on my top one or two lines. He's not mm -hmm. going to sit on my third or fourth line, not see much, not do this and that, right? I need him get, to get better over, overall. And that's what our long-term as well, too. And that's what you want to look at as your kid is like, yeah, he could make it. And maybe he's going to be that 14th or 15th kid. Or maybe he's the top one or two kids. And he's going to go out there and you know, he's going to score 30, 40, 50 goals a year, get better. And then the next year, when he got all of that ice time, has now been more successful than some of those other kids, right? You know, um, we, we've seen it, right? And I always come back to a guy, um, uh, Chris Kunitz, right? We remember him, right? Uh, who's been right. all over, right? He, he goes to Ferris State, and his team was barely 500 in the four years he was there. Uh, I got another one of my friends uh, that ends up at Boston College. That guy wins two national championships. Well, you know, he's on a team with a bunch of superstars, and, and nobody really notices him, right? You, you, don't, you don't get drafted. You're undrafted. You kind of end up in the minors here. Then we got a guy like Chris Kunitz who's shining every day, power play, penalty kill, on the ice all the time, right? Just getting better and better. You know, look at that guy's in the NHL for 18 years. I think won three Stanley Cups, uh, you know, in a role player. I mean, 
that's how you get better. And that's what people don't look at. They don't look at some of the paths that you have to take. Right. And there's a lot of kids. And like I said, we both have seen them even choosing the D three route have made it to the NHL, have made it to the pro level. I mean, because their path is different, their development is different. Everybody's different. And one thing we were taught to going to the USA hockey and our AI modules is don't look at the freak next to you. Don't look at that kid. That's a freak, right? Like, your kid is just as good as the other 700 kids. You're looking at one kid, and that's what we do. I did it. I, 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 I swear to God, I did it. My son has this kid, and, and some people know him. Talking about, and I did. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, you know, focusing on, on his development and his process and, and where he's going to be and not where he's at at 8, 9, 10 years old. But again, like you said, where he's at at 15, 16 years old is where we want to see these kids develop and grow into. And every, Everyone's got a different path. And everybody develops differently and at different times. Yeah. That's one of the things too. Is it's it's you can sum that up with one word: it's patience. Yeah, like, patience is such a underestimated quality in parents and kids. It's learning that like it doesn't happen overnight. And if you look at successful people, not just in hockey but in everything, like you know, um, someone used the analogy. I was the other day is that like you know joe rogan didn't become who he is today with the podcast you know everything that he's everywhere he didn't he didn't do that overnight he actually had his first couple of like stand-up shows and he had one to two people there right, right. and that happened for years and then that's the other thing too is the hockey players hockey players don't they're you know but there are some that are just i'll give you they're, they're just one percent that are less than one percent like quarter percent that are so unbelievably talented, they have that natural ability, but they still have to work, right? It's that patience that I, I tell parents, just, just be patient. Like, it's not gonna happen overnight. You'll see progress, but it's gonna happen slowly over time. And the thing is, don't, don't like you say, trust the process. Don't sit there and if, if you, you're not seeing the progress you want and, you know, because you're comparing yourself to the freak over there that's, you know, that is showing the progress. Like, no, it's happening. It's not happening at the rate of which it happened to the kid over there, but it might happen later where he's going to catch up immediately. Boom. Like, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. And that's the thing I always tell parents is like, just be patient. You know, and you, I, you know, I call them parent hoppers where they, they hop from, team to team, right? Because they're, they're chasing the coach that's going to get them to that next level. And what they don't realize is that the coach is getting to the next level. Like, he, he might not be the best thing for them, but they think it's going to work, right? They um, they think, well, I got to go to that coach because he's going to get my kid to the next level. It's like, no, you're going to be in the car for about two more hours now, man. Like, like, yeah. like the, the guy that you were just with, he's giving me like eight hours a week of ice time. That guy's going to give you three and you got to be in the car for each practice for an hour there and back. What are you, like, what are you thinking? Like, yeah, so. you want to, you want to go, I mean, it's like your teacher, right? At school, if they're not learning from there, that's what you want to do. And you got a good coach and you want to be able to be there. Even if that team isn't the number one team in the state, if that coach is going to develop you and make you better, that, that's what's going to happen. And, you know, one of, you know, one of the hardest times of my life was, you know, coming back again, like my junior year of high school, I always come back to it is, you know, my, my travel team, we, we went 0 27 and three on the year. I led the team in goals with five as a defenseman, right? Like at that time, nobody knew I could skate backwards. Um, but I also got a USHL tryout out of it, right? Mm -hmm. Because the coach was able to, you know, teach me the things that I needed to be taught. He gave me those opportunities. He got me seen in front of it. And again, we come back to that compete level is, 
sometimes the scouts aren't looking at this team that's ranked number one because they're so good, you know, and everybody's good on it. What they're looking is that one or two guys on the other team that can that can compete against them. That's going to challenge those guys and not back down and not you know go away. And those were things that gave me that opportunity. Like you said, is it's finding that guy and and and, and where you're going to get better and where you're going to develop and and, and that coaches you know the way you know, kind of works with your kid. Yeah. So anyway, I'm we're gonna I'm gonna wrap things up right now. I just want to tell you this was yeah. an awesome chat with you. I could go on for probably another three more hours. <laughs> this is probably this is a light one for me anyway. I know. I was going to say, talking on the phone for double this, um, but uh, I just want to say thank you for coming on. Like it's uh, it's always a pleasure talking with you. It's always a pleasure playing against you and playing with you. We've had some we've had some great memories playing uh, against each other, and and then even playing on some same teams out there too. So I just want to say thank you. Um, and do you have any last bit of you know advice or anything else you want to add to it? No, I want to. You know, I want to say thank you, obviously, to having me on here, and uh, you know what you're offering these kids you know, online as well too is, uh, you know, is great. And I hope that, you know, it benefits them and they take advantage of what you're doing and what your program is offering. And uh, I love working with you. And yeah. uh, like I said, I mean, uh, you know, just like you said, tell these kids just to compete and work hard and, you know, trust the process. And, and, and again, patience, right? Like yes. just be patient and, and, and keep working hard out there. But thank you again for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, thank you again. Uh, this Friday, we're having a guest on who I know you're familiar with. We're having GLHL veteran Robbie Coleman on. <laughs> um, he's also the mic director at, at his local youth association. So uh, he's got some invite, insight to share with you guys about youth hockey. But I'm pretty sure the conversation is mostly going to surround uh, him, get, getting him to quit his GLHL career and just give up uh, trying to live a dream that – never really happened for him so um so i hey, think that a 20-year fourth liner is not bad no no his his staying power has been incredible like i just like i every year i'm just kind of like shocked that how many games he plays and and how he's still able to well now he kind of helps coach the team so he puts himself in favorable positions in the lineup all the time like it's <laughs> It's and then now he's kind of become a sideshow at the rink with his with the games and, he, and he's got a huge following. So like people, you know, people, he, he it's funny. People grew up, you know, like he's I think he's playing since twentieth year. So there's kids who started, you know, intro in when he was you know, they were four and he was his first year in the Bears. They're now in their mid twenties. <laughs> Like, and they still come up to watch him. Like he's become, you know, he's just he's become that fixture that's just by time. So. Uh, so I just want to say thank you again for coming on. It's been awesome. Everyone else out there, uh, stay safe and uh, thanks for thanks for uh, listening. So thanks, Ryan. Yeah.